Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Pilot's Guide Podcast. This is John, and uh, this is going to be a special episode today. Uh, Sean is unable to join me uh, in our traditional sense, and I have a, a special guest on. Uh, would you introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I would. Hello, I'm Jansen. I'm sure I'm probably half the co-host that Sean is. <laughs> half the co-host. <laughs> But uh, this the situation with today's episode was uh, Sean and I had recorded audio for uh, the Carmen Sandiego episode, which we referenced at the end of uh, Handmaid's Tale. And when recording, we actually ended up losing the audio. So instead of um, re-recording it, Sean, Sean just didn't feel like he had it anymore. And, and Jansen, who texted me and said... I, uh, I'm really looking forward to that episode and I wasn't thinking anybody was going to call me out on it. Uh, he made it so that I felt the need to, uh, re-record it. So we're going to re-record it with him after he watched it and enjoyed it. Um, Jansen, do you want to, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself or you just want to, you just want to get right into it? Up to you. Uh, I think we can just get right into it. All right, you can remain anonymous. <laughs> Stay behind the curtain. I love the episode. That's all I want to say. There you go. So here on the, the Pilot's Guide podcast, if you're unfamiliar, uh, if this is your first episode listening, uh, we watch uh, original episodes from streaming services. That's uh, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, YouTube, uh, soon to be Disney and Apple whenever they release their streaming services and any other streaming services that we come across. Uh, we start with a comprehensive summary of the episode, and then we go into uh, theories about the rest of the series, things that we think are going to happen, uh, things that we might not necessarily think are going to happen but want to happen, um, and we go out of our way to try to uh, potentially spoil things that uh, will be coming later. And then after that, we uh, rate our show on a scale of Crash Landing to clear for takeoff, and then we sort of uh, wrap it up from there and, and give our, our final impressions. So uh, we'll start with Jansen's introduction to the, the plot, what, uh, what happened in this uh, exciting Netflix cartoon. Yeah, so um, this one was called Becoming Car Carmen Sandiego, and there was a part one and a part two, so mm -hmm. we'll obviously start with part one here. Right. Um, so the way the episode started off was there was a inspector called Inspector Devino. Yeah, Chase. The Chase, yes. Mm -hmm. Get started hot with that one. Mm -hmm. um, red hot, if I may. No yeah, oh, no, no spoilers <laughs> to that jacket. Um, so there's a couple random robbings that they're looking into, mm -hmm. and Inspector Devino is hunting down with Miss Argen. Yeah, Julia, I think her name is. Julia I, I Argent. I didn't catch her first name. But, um, so they are looking into some of these robbings, and they figure out that Carmen Sandiego leaves clues and makes public appearances before stealing things. Right. So they're kind of looking for the clues or looking for her, mm -hmm. and she appears suddenly in the road. Right. Right, they um, they turn around. They're in their car, right, and yes. then they they look in the back mirror, and yep, and and there, there she, she is. is. <laughs> she's um, uh, she, yeah, she's always at the scene of the crime, and she she sort of gives herself away. She's not in a very inconspicuous wear, exactly. But uh, yeah, this master thief, she's they spot her, and and what does she do to she gets away? So I think it 
leads into a little discussion with her and Player, the character named Player. Player, voiced by uh, Finn Wolfhard, the kid from Stranger Things. If, ah, uh, did not. If know you've that. ever watched it, or anybody <laughs> out there that's watched the show. <laughs> Um, so he is getting access to the security room of the next place she's supposed and to And he's like a 13-year-old boy. Yes. He's like this master <laughs> hacker. Right, right. But, All the cliches. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, in his bedroom. Right. <laughs> behind the... PJs the, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. <laughs> his white hat, his trademark white hat. Right, right. Um... Okay, so players talking to her. The white hat hackers. I the white hat is. hacker yes. is how he was introduced, right? <laughs> yeah, so he's giving her some guidance on how to get into this security room, I believe. Man, like this art building or yeah, something. Yeah, Um... So then the inspector starts the chase and begins following her into this art museum yeah. of sorts, um... And the there's a funny moment where he's trying to get up to the second floor where she had come in from the roof. Well, I was believe. it the second floor or was it like <clears throat> the top of the building? Yeah, because she came in from it, the roof, the top of the building. And yeah, he, he what he, he you're he so he hops on hops on the elevator because I guess that's faster. He thinks, <laughs> and then apparently you slow up the steps. So. He's a, he's he's not a, he's not really a, the fittest boy at the gym. <laughs> So so he hops on the elevator and then and then what do we what do we get do we get the uh... so he makes a comment about something about how this couldn't be moving any slower yeah but... it's like a really comically slow yeah, elevator yeah um, you know of course that lightens the mood of this high intensity chase yeah scene. you're like ooh <laughs> so it turns out she's after what they think she's after is the mm-hmm. eye of Vishnu yeah which is basically like a big old diamond it's like a diamond football yeah exactly <laughs> that's what it looks like to me <laughs> right right um so she after that she they get into they he does eventually get up to the whatever floor she is on right they have some sort of confrontation well what was funny what was funny before before he even got to her there's like the funny scene of her getting like li- she lifts herself down on like the wire from from the the roof very like mission impossible e yes and yes. for some reason player wasn't able to like cut off all the security detail right but like this this art museum instead of having like something high tech like a uh, century gun or something they ha- it has like faces in the wall that shoot arrows at her oh, like yes. she's in like some sort of old t- old time temple right, right she like flicks up uh, shields Jones. behind yeah. her and <laughs> blocks the arrows uh, but she's able to to yeah, get past that security detail, and then she's confronted by Chase. She gets she gets through. She like opens the vault and everything, right? Uh, I think I, she's already I, already in there. Or I something. forget. Well, okay, but later she was like looking for the Russian doll, or like right. But what I right. forget if she actually gets in. She and gets the eye of Vishnu. Well, or... she go yeah, she goes in, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she has has the eye in her hands yeah. when he he sees her and like points at her and then she bamboozles him yeah. but okay. but yeah she notices in that in the same vault something that to her is more valuable and right. and we the audience don't really see what that right. is right. uh but we'll learn about it later yeah. um and yeah she 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 takes the eye and then to us she she sort of beats past chase she jukes him out right does she do does she hit him in the face i don't think she does <laughs> okay i think that was for that's yeah, that's other people that's a later later joke later that, bit that comes back <laughs> but yeah she she so she gets the eye and she gets back up on the roof yeah and does like her 
her parish paraglider right, right and gets right onto the train I right yeah she she flies right out of the train <laughs> and chase goes up on the roof too and like straight falls off the roof onto yeah, the top of his car yes, like yes, wrecks yes. himself and, and doesn't miss Arjen is like ah <laughs> <laughs> she got <laughs> away you idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so then she gets onto the train mm-hmm. and then she runs into an old friend an old friend um named gray yeah they they yeah. say they say gray and they say graham they they Who like they I, say graham? I, when he introduces himself in a flashback because like like we said he's an old friend mm-hmm. he refers to himself as graham like i distinctly hear him say graham but every time that carmen addresses him she says she calls him gray oh so he's just a guy, unless that maybe that's like a nickname that she called him. Yeah. But yeah, so she, yeah. so she's confronted by this friend of hers yeah. on the train, and he's like another super thief. We we realize, and yeah. he pulls out this like uh, EMP shocker stick yeah. thing, <laughs> and just sort of blasts her right. and cuts off her communication with player. Yeah, and then uh, what she he sort of like proceeds to to sit her down and say like oh, I finally caught the elusive Carmen Sandiego right right this is this has been like my life's work or yeah. something and we don't really know what their dynamic is yet right. until they introduce until they, they sort of take us back in time with the with the flashback after yeah. she's EMP'd. yeah um, how does that flashback go I think they like start they go from like when she was really young. Yeah, right. I believe they start in the classroom. I want to say, and we. Oh yeah, they get a scene of get her a scene teacher in the calling her Lambkins. I don't know if you're. Oh, Lamb, right? Because yeah. her because her code name is Black Sheep. Yeah, right. So, um, so they go into her backstory a yeah. little bit. She was found as a baby in Argentina and mm-hmm. taken to that school called Vile. Right, the which is I-L-E. like a, it's on an I, the Isle of Vile. Isle of Vile, good point. Yeah. <laughs> she and she's raised by she's raised by like a rotation of of nannies. Yeah, and she's like fully immersed in all these different cultures because yes. all these all these nannies are from like different parts of the world. Right, but it, did, did you did you like know about Carmen Sandiego before this show? Like in the in the uh, in. Like the eighties and nineties when the cartoons and the the comics came out, like were you familiar with it? Uh, I didn't know anything about the comics, but I know my sister played the video game. Oh, so I had a little bit of familiarity. It was with like that. all about geography, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's that's how I kind of saw the tie-ins to this, where they had that compilation scene of her meeting mm-hmm. all the professors and talking about, and she learned a bit of, a little bit of language from yeah. all of them and right. about their cultures. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I think she comes to learn about the different parts of the world, right? And and very often, if she like meets a person from a new part, yeah. of, a place that she's never been to, yeah. she'll be like, "Oh, you're from this place. I really want to go to yeah. that place." Right? Because all she's done in her life is live on this island, yeah, with this academy that she's sort of like uh, goofs around and messes right. messes around. She's like a little little. I don't know, troublemaker, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, mischievous. But that's like her early her early life. Yeah. Um what else what else is really important there? She's got her her the only thing, her only personal item that she cares about are these like four Russian yeah. nesting dolls that she yeah. keeps in her like little house apartment thing. Right. I don't know where she lives or who she lives with. I guess these nannies. Yeah. But like that's her she says that that's her only the only thing that's important to her, right? Right. 
Did we get a backstory on those Russian dolls? No, I think game? I think she just said like these are really important to me and yeah. we don't know why. Yeah. But uh early on when she's messing around in the academy when we see like her montage of just being a, you know, little pain in the butt to them. Yeah. Uh she steals one of like the janitor's like phones basically. It's like a smartphone. Yeah. Or some sort of device. And she she hides it in the biggest Russian nesting doll because right. on this island, all the students in the academy and all the people on on the island, like the, the professors that are in charge of the academy, they don't want anybody to have right. like technology. They yeah. basically want to be off the grid. Shut off from the outside world. Um, but she got her hands on, on this thing. And that's actually, at a young age, how she meets Player. Right. Because right? Player, his master hacker... 12 year old self yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> randomly wants to hack this this phone that he yes. that pops up on his grid yep. um and she's like oh who who are you i've never she's like never had a, f- a real friend before mm-hmm. she's got like maternal people that care about her in the academy the yeah. professors and, and stuff like that yeah uh but she there was no like kids around her with yeah. her growing up so she yeah. often like talks to this player kid in private yeah um and it's just sort of like the relationship that they have with one another yeah i I think it's important to mention too how she came about getting this cell phone she was being mischievous again and throwing tomatoes at miss booker who we later come to find out is a part of this organization and she comes once a year Mm. and brings a hard drive to the island Right. They don't talk too much about it at that time, but she... Once a year. It's one day a year. Yes. And Carmen San Diego finds enjoyment from harassing this woman and Mm -hmm. throwing some tomatoes at her. So (laughs) um, the guy who is with Miss Booger begins to chase her, and eventually they come into a point where I believe she slips on a a wet floor sign or or near a wet floor sign. And this guy catches up to her that's chasing her, and uh-huh. he looks like he's ready to take her to time out or whatever. <laughs> take her out. <laughs> take, her, take her down. Kill this little girl. <laughs> so eventually, um, in in that ruckus, he drops his phone. And I believe it's when the other teacher, who was one of the people who helped raise Carmen, yeah. comes to her defense and and gets this guy away from her. But anyway, right. he, he drops the phone, but I thought it was important to mention the miss Booker. Cause that comes up. Yeah, true. Later, later true. Later. I, I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so she grows up, she, she gets older and she realizes like, I, I you know, I want to, I want to go into this Academy. I mean, it's the only thing that she has on this Island. So she figures she might be, might as well be a student. Uh, and what she, after that, she comes in front of the board of directors at the Academy. Yeah. And, um, they all sort of decide whether or not they want to let her in to this academy that that we know outright is is an academy for thieves. Right. Um, it's branded to us as valuable imports and luxury exports is what Vile stands for. Right. Um, and it ends up being four of the five professors are in favor of her going on uh, and becoming a student, even though she's like too young to yeah. be a traditional starter. Right. Um, and there's like this professor shadow who's like this samurai guy <laughs> kind of mysterious or, uh, kind of this mysterious 
man right. who is like very um very like anti everything about her he thinks she's just a troublemaker straight up and like she would do no good f- for being a, a student think she has the values she, yeah to be, exactly yeah. or the um, discipline maybe but too. ultimately he gets overruled even though he walks off yeah um in like protest of her right getting in but ultimately they they let her in yeah and then yeah. And then basically it's like we get our, our school montage. How yep. about, let's 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 describe some of that. Well, I think she the first scene of her being a student there is her meeting her roommates. So right. She meets this gray character mm-hmm. and she also meets Tigris. There's a yeah, Sheena. So they introduce themselves they, these these uh, roommates all introduce themselves in their own like given name. Yeah. Granted like Carmen doesn't actually know her name, right? Yeah. They they just they gave her a code name as soon as she became part of the school. Right. So all these right. all these other roommates get their code names, but like Carmen, yeah. who we're referring to as the as the main character, goes by the code name Black Sheep. Yeah. So they introduce us to yeah, Gray is there or Graham or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. And then there's Sheena and Jean Paul. Jean Paul. <laughs> Jean Paul. And uh, and Antonio. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and the, those are the those are her four roommates that like meet her. Yeah. And then they get all their their code names. Yeah, I think, all, I think pretty those. shortly after. Yeah, they I think they like they're like, oh, this is a thing that we do. We right. all have cool yep. code names. <laughs> Now, uh, is this the scene when he's trying to come up? Uh, Gray is trying to come up with his code name, and there's a yeah. It, what does he say? Uh, Graham Crackle is oh, what he so wants his name. Oh, so stupid! <laughs> oh my god, that one that one was a little rough. Uh, yeah, because apparently, I guess they get to choose their name, or like, or they're given they it, it sometime. Seem like they were able to choose um, it. So he was sort of infatuated with the. They have this professor there, one of the ones on the board that like makes inventions and and stuff for the classmates the yeah. thieves yeah and she shows off this like crackle gun the same one that she uses on the train and i guess that's how he like comes to the realization oh that's because i love point. this thing that's i'm just point. gonna be crackle yeah the yeah. electric robber or yeah. something <laughs> like that <laughs> but uh, yeah before that he gets to graham crackle graham like, crackle and they're like no Gray you're you're an idiot stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you stop yep <laughs> uh then so their other names are are what i think um did you write those? No, I didn't. Okay, so I got I got them. Oh, I, gosh. I got them. Okay. So Sheena, this this like blonde woman who's like outright her adversary from Black Sheep's adversary from the start. Yep. They like do not get along. They butt heads constantly. First scene is them arguing about she wants to go and touch her Russian dolls and yes, like, yeah. What's she, her name again? Sheena. Sheena wants to touch Sheena the Russian dolls yeah. and uh, Black Sheep is like not having it. Smack. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Um, so and that's where Gray becomes her, her friend. Right, because she defends her. Right, yeah, Gray defends right. uh, Black Sheep in that scenario. Um, so so Sheena is is Tigress. She's got like this cool uh, tiger-themed get-up. She's got like claws and night vision goggles and stuff like that. Jean-Paul, the, the French guy, is... Uh, Le Chevre or something like that. <laughs> I so. And I guess his bit is like he uses like grapple hooks and stuff and like yeah. always is flying up to the highest right. heights. Right. Um, there's El Topo, which is Antonio's name, code name, and he's like a mole guy. Yeah. He's got like these mole claws and he, he's always he's always digging holes. Right. <laughs> uh, just like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Gray is Crackle. 
and black sheep is black sheep because she's a black sheep compared yeah. to to everybody else yeah. but there's an important other friend or friend or another yes. student at the at yes, the academy yes, yes. You, you know who you know what i'm I talking know about who you're talking about my favorite boy <laughs> mr we shall say his name on three yeah three one, two, two one three. my we're gonna be silent oh that's my god that's so good yeah, Jansen. So, so yeah. Thanks. There's this, there's this mime character. So I get what Jansen was trying to do. He wanted to, he wanted to mime. That would have been really good. That would have been really funny there. Dude, Except it wouldn't, edit it wouldn't have made sense. Uh, so yeah, there's like a literal mime. Too bad it's not a video podcast. True, true. <laughs> but no yes, video there, here. There's a, there's a mime. He says nothing. In he is the first a mime. Two parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not clear how he is helpful in yep. thievery. He's, he's kind uh, of aside uh, from distraction. Perhaps, he's kind of but... a little uh, s- stupid guy. He's yeah. like the, like big time <laughs> comic relief, always like messing up. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he's just straight up mime. He, he's yeah. always doing the invisible box, and yeah. that's yeah. it. And they're yeah. just like, okay, you're here too. <laughs> but he he sort of does. He comes he does back some, later. Uh, comes back later. Does some important things. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, so so we after they meet each other, yeah. they do the the little montage of them like training slash going to school. Yes, there's like of these five professors, they each teach like a different thing. They I think there's specialties. like uh, Shadow, the the samurai guy. He teaches like sleight of hand. So we yep. we see him like teaching them how to make i thought it was like a culture class at first i thought he was just teaching them, <laughs> teaching them japanese culture yeah, like they're yeah. folding origami right but then he says like you gotta take this crane yep. and swap it for the dollar bill mm-hmm. uh in my pocket or something so so they're learning sleight of hand yeah they have like a gym teacher that that they do like physical defense yeah uh training yeah, kind of stunts or yes and, just straight yeah. just cool just stunts, stunts. <laughs> they have like uh what do they? Ha- they have to like push a button really high up in the. Yeah, there's a scene where Black Sheep gets. They're on. They're all on stilts. Yeah, they're all on like these. Not the most practical thievery. Uh, no, not not easy to carry. I Sometimes would, you got to get into a high window. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but she beats another character to the to the top of the ladder. I guess to show right. her she's, dexterity. Right. Or she's her... she cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's like. There's like an object appraisal class. This is what I wrote it down. There's like the the head mistress at the the place is like teaching them. There's like two identical vases on the table, mm-hmm. and she's like, one of these is really valuable, and the other one oh, is just garbage. Yeah, tell me yeah. which one is the most valuable one, right. and they're like, sort of like they look exactly the same. Yeah, um, and I guess so. I guess it's like being able to identify right false luxury items yep uh what else is there there's the the um bait and switch yeah i guess i guess that i sort of called this class like thief tactics or something like that yeah it was like this professor maelstrom who's like the most evil looking guy in the show (laughs) uh this like gray man is teaching them that yeah the the bait and switch he's like yeah it's like a i guess like a thieving history class yeah because they've got like textbooks and he's like i'm gonna teach you about the bait and switch yeah uh can you describe a little bit about that scene because it's pretty it's pretty important to like later yeah the bait and switch they pull up now known as tigris Mm -hmm. um in front of the class with professor maelstrom and they both have a briefcase. One of them has the... Who has the... 
Is it a tigress has like has like a million dollars in, yes, in her yes, briefcase yes. or something? Right. Then they get to and Maelstrom the... has an identical briefcase. Yes, that's the most yes, important thing. Right. And he's like, both of these items weigh the same. Yes, and that's they, what you need to do. And they both drop the briefcases and they bump into each other. They or bump something. into each yeah. other to cause the commotion, and then they tigress pulls the other briefcase, but she thinks it's the one that she it's had. The one with the money, mm-hmm. um, and turns out he, the professor, has the briefcase with the money in right. the end and she has a briefcase with the bait which turns out to be literal disgusting worm <laughs> literal and, bait yeah <laughs> like all, all sorts of bugs yeah uh and, and that's like oh this is this is a tactic that uh we'll see carmen use later in the episode yeah uh which is why they they took the time to to instruct us the audience in what a bait and switch is yeah um and then there's like a class that I don't even know is a class. It's just like literal inventions. It's like, hey, I invented this thing. It's <laughs> yeah, cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like, it's like the um, if you've ever watched like James Bond, there's like Q, the guy who's always right. e- equipping him with like cool things. Yes. This professor yeah. is like literally like, this is a cool thing yeah, that I made. You're gonna and, use it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's like they that montage basically covers a year, and then we come up to like the pivotal finals yeah. day so what yeah. like finals was what they needed to like pass an exam and then they become thieves or something part of the yeah the vile crowd or the a professional thief i guess is the way to put it right um so they come to their final test which is with professor i can't shadow their names shadow and the task is to he has a dollar bill somewhere in his robe which supposedly he says has many pockets right um and the idea is that you just try to get the dollar bill out of his robe um, mm-hmm. by any means possible. So this is not a sleight of hand thing per se, right? Or you a can sneaky thing. You can take him by force, yeah. Or whatever. He he knows it's coming. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, they got to get this dollar bill, and the the first person to do it is is Tigress. She's she's fully equipped in her in her gear. She's got her claws out, and she puts on like her night vision goggles, which show her exactly where the dollar is on his person okay so she uses these well i guess they're like x-ray goggles or something something stupid (laughs) um and she's like very confident he she goes in for like a a swipe and he dodges and she falls on the ground he like i think he reversals her a couple times like throws her weight around and then uh she's able to like slice with her claws yeah exactly where the dollar was right and it sort of flies off into the air and she she grabs it, and you're yeah. like, okay, Tigress passed her final exam, right. and now it's Black Sheep's turn to yeah. do it. So same thing, she's got to get the dollar. But and... Black Sheep thought that Professor Shadow would call foul on him. I mean, Tigress cut his robe, right? And she thought that that would that Shadow would not appreciate that, not not appreciate it, but just wouldn't count that as a pass because she had to cut the robe and right. wasn't very sleight of hand mm-hmm. um, But worthy. he said any means necessary. But he said any means necessary, and um, she... Anyway, Black Sheep thought that he was playing favorites by saying that and accepting that as a steal. But mm-hmm. anyway, then, as you were saying, Black Sheep is up next. Right. Black Sheep's up next. They, they, they describe her a little bit later on as, like, the best pickpocket pickpocket yeah in, she's in she's class. just a straight up straight up pickpocket she's always like yeah. taking stuff out of people's pockets mm-hmm. so this should be like really easy for her she's yeah. she's a pro yeah and she tries 
Do they actually show the scene? I can't. I don't remember. know if they they show they show like her stand up there in front yeah. of the in front of the professor, and then it like cuts to her walking dejectedly out of the classroom yeah. because she wasn't able to get the dollar. <clears throat> right, and she claims that she checked every pocket. She checked and... every pocket. She like she knows because she's so good at it that like there was never a dollar. Yeah, she's like it has to be the case. Yeah, um, and she calls him out on it. Right? Yeah, so like she waits she... until everybody's gone, and she's just like. What the hell, man? Yeah. Like, where's the dollar? Was that after the point where they found out that she didn't graduate because of this? I mean, I guess that was kind of the point. Yeah, she, no, because... She failed like, the it, final exam. Exactly. Um, um, so she's very upset because yeah. she wasn't able to do it, and she right. thinks she got a raw deal because she is fairly confident that there was no dollar there to begin with. Right. And Shadow tells her what. So then it cuts to a scene where Shadow is looking in his pockets for his keys to get into some room, mm-hmm. and... Then it pans to Black Sheep behind right. him holding She got them. Yeah, so she says, looking for these or mm-hmm. something along those mm-hmm. lines. And so I guess that was kind of a proof that she was a good pickpocket. Right. Um, even on the professor, and he, right. he didn't know um, what had happened. So She goes off on him, yep. and he's basically like, I never liked you, yeah. which we knew because he walked out the first day. Right. Um, you and failed. You're done. says, too bad. You didn't, You're going to have to do it all again. Yep. So she has to sort of face the reality that she failed her final exam and all of her friends and, and uh, roommates all made it out. And now they're all all thieves and they get to go on their, their first mission together. Yep. But Black Sheep ain't going to have it that way. She's uh, going to do everything she can to, to sneak out. Yep. So what does she do? It's this, it's like the same night they get the call. Her roommates get the call. Like yeah. you've got your first caper. They call <laughs> right, it. Right. You're going to go steal a thing. Yeah. And they're all like suited up, ready to get on this helicopter. And, yep. and how does black sheep get, get on there? She, how does she, she sneak in? I don't recall. I think Doesn't she, she, she go through, I think she goes through the sewers, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, she goes through this like underground, sewer system in in the building because obviously she doesn't want to walk around and just appear that she's going to like she can't just walk out of the building they're they're gonna like hold her up because they know she didn't pass uh and she really wants to get on this mission with them and she kicks down the sewer grate uh and is ready to board this helicopter that all of her her fellow students are on and then from the shadows we the audience see mime bomb was yeah. like standing behind her right. seeing everything that she did yep. even though she wasn't like aware that he he was there but yeah. she she boards the helicopter and like hides in a storage compartment there yeah. and they're about to fly away to the first mission and then what does mime bomb do with this information i think this was my favorite scene in, in the whole show he he goes back to the professors who are all just sitting in their in their council room and he does like charades to describe what happened. Oh, yes. He he's yeah. like doing this like <laughs> chicken thing yeah. and like flying motions yeah. and like the professors are trying to put two and two together because he's a literal mime, he can't talk, right. he, he doesn't <laughs> right. doesn't say words. Yep. He has to do everything through motions. Uh he he, they end up realizing that he's saying the chicken flew the coop, which oh. means that Black Sheep, who didn't pass, snuck away to yeah. go be on this mission with her, her fellow roommates. And, yeah. and Mime Bomb is just a snitch who's going to get some stitches. <laughs> uh, but they are like, we can't let this happen. 
send the the cleaners send the cleaners send the cleaners um and the cleaners are just basically like the janitors for the school yeah but they end up being the the guys that fly the the, the cleanup guys they, and, and they fly the copter they fly or the whatever. helicopter yeah so uh so yeah and that this is where the first episode ends right i believe it cuts the black and that's, that's cuts the black and then it'll one. be like to be continued yeah and yeah so after that we get back to it with part two yeah how does that one open up so that one starts with, it kind of shows again, Carmen sneaks into the helicopter and then she doesn't have a parachute, so she kind of realizes that. <laughs> yeah. And she jumps onto Gray and kind of hugs him and tackles him out of the helicopter. Well, doesn't she sort of blow, she like blows her cover because she she gets a call from, from player or something? Because the island being off the grid was like straight up blocked out. And when she gets in the in the helicopter, he's like, Oh, yo, she's on the grid. Like, I can see where, oh, where you are. I know I exactly where you're flying. Yeah. And, like, his voice coming from the phone sort of, like, tips off that she's there. Yeah. Even though she sort of makes the grand thing and, and busts out. Yeah. And right. they're, they're going to jump because right. they're over their, their location. <laughs> and uh, everybody hops out normally. Yeah. But, yeah, Gray's the last one to go. Yeah. Yeah, she hugs him. Yeah. Or, or sort not even hugs him. She tackles him, tackles out, him out, out of the, the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And then they're sort of spiraling down to the to location. Yeah. So I think then they get down to the location. He's kind of talking to her on the way, like, what are you doing here? You're going to ruin the mission. Right. You you didn't graduate. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So then they get down to the ground, and I think he's just telling her, stay hidden. Like, don't get involved. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not your place. You're, You're going to ruin, ruin the mission. It. So I think from then, she kind of walks around. He She's pretends like she's gonna stay hidden and then she kind of follows them to their mission yeah she's like she's like i'm not i'm not you know yeah wimping out or, or back in the exactly the she's like i want to be i want to be part of this this caper yeah and yeah she just sort of they're at like a ruins like an, an architectural archaeological, or archaeological dig yeah. in morocco she realizes she like hops up on to like a rooftop yeah and then just knows i yeah. guess from like her studying the globe right, right. that the this is casablanca, casablanca. <laughs> so there's kind of a funny scene there where she she's kind of walking around and then she sees casablanca in the background and and uh she's like takes a quick selfie and then she oh, gets yeah. back to the mission i thought that was pretty funny yeah she um, she wants to re- to catalog that she had yep, she had been there yep. i guess and she says time for tourism later or mm-hmm. something along those lines and and she gets back to her her mission which is to stay involved with the mission I right guess. Um, so she hops down and and then what she is she she's sort of confronted by by the man one of the yeah one of the archaeological people that's there mm-hmm. archaeologists i yeah. suppose they'd yeah. be called and uh <laughs> so he's kind of like what are you doing here where are your parents because she's yeah. so young right and then i think from there what, what isn't she just like oh, i'm like I'm walking around, yeah. I'm like hanging out. Oh yeah, she's like, I don't know where I am either. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, oh well you're in, that you're at this, the, yeah. an archaeological dig yeah. and we're uh, excavating the Aya Vishnu, the same thing oh, that yes. uh, she was looking for at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And then this man sort of explains to her like the importance of archaeology yeah. and like yeah. digging things up and how they, similar to like Indiana Jones, like this thing belongs in a museum. Yep, <laughs> like yep. that he he's like, I, I want to share the knowledge of these things yeah. with the world because they deserve to know. Right. And I think I guess it's because of like her empathy for for knowledge and like learning stuff herself. She's like very into that, uh, that she realizes damn, 
I'm the I'm with the bad guys. Yeah. Like these thieves, yeah. they're they're just gonna steal the stuff yep. and nobody's ever gonna learn. Like yep. the knowledge should be shared for everybody. Yeah. And she's like that's like where she has a really big re- revelation that like this is uh well, this I is think some the, shit. the big realization is <laughs> when the vile crew they're like they see this guy and he realizes the 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 man the archaeologist realizes that black sheep is sort of with these thieves that are right. stealing the eye of Vishnu and she hears the thieves the the people that graduated her people that she thought was her friends right. saying no witnesses yeah. And that's, that's when they go, Gray pulls out his crackle thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. and gets into an attack position like he's going to kill this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they, they like took out all the guards, right? They, yeah. Like, they, you see them like flying in and, yep. and knocking them out. But yeah, yep. she, is it, it's just Black Sheep and the guy that she was talking to and, and, and Gray's Gray. got the, yeah, he's like, he sets the phaser to kill. Yes. And he's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to murk this fool. <laughs> And, uh, that's an exact quote. No. That's an exact quote. He's, yeah, he says that to her, yeah. and then, uh, and then what? He, he's gonna basically shoot like a, a super mega a laser death, beam. death laser beam, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, uh, super high energy, super high energy. Super high. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, I think she sees Black Sheep sees this, and yeah. she kind of tries to stop it and she does stop like, it this ain't cool yeah she's like whoa gray like i thought we were you thought you were a good guy and uh he is a good guy in terms of vile that he's doing his his thievery job right. he's and doing his job getting rid of witnesses um so i believe from there she stops him stops gray yeah she, she well does she yeah she kicks does she kick gray in the face no i don't think it's, so they, i think they she, say something about like they, you learned she kicks in... tigress in the face oh yeah, yeah so yeah. like they said the, the bit started when they were like students at school yeah but i think i guess it was the the gym teacher that told them like always protect the face yes in yeah. in physical combat yeah and she's getting into it with tigress and she like just straight up straight up kicks her yep. in the face yep. knocks her down <laughs> and they say like she didn't protect the yeah, face. There's, there's <laughs> she didn't do it. Then about oh, she didn't protect the face. She uh, protected the face. <laughs> and and she like obviously can't take all of them. And yeah. and they're they're like, hey, we we you know we we got what we came for. We gotta we gotta get out of here. This is our responsibility to Vile. Yeah. And uh, and she's like, but you you can't you can't steal that thing. Like yeah. that's that belongs to everybody. Right. Uh, and isn't that when the the cleaners. Come yeah, up, they come uh, in. They come and... up behind her and put the rag in front of her face and yep. knock her out. Yep. And then back to uh back to Vile Academy she goes. Yep. So once they're once they're back at Vile, what's the situation like? She like sort of has her upset montage of like going through the motions with another year at school. Yeah. Uh, because but but we know from from her narrative dialogue that like she has no intention of actually becoming a becoming a member of a vile. She right. like knows that they're straight up bad people. Well, I think this is the part in the show where we find out that vile does not stand for what was it? Uh, uh, valuable imports and luxury exports. Yeah. So it doesn't it go? It goes back to the regular time, and is is that where we get? Is that where we get the scene where Chase? 
who who's been driving his car to try to catch up to this train yeah uh, runs out of gas yeah. and then he's like i'm commandeering this yeah. airplane yeah. <laughs> like he's at right. like an he's at like a, a landing a strip airport, and yeah. uh, a plane uh, flew it like a little biplane yeah and he, he yells at the person throws around his badge says yeah. I'm, I'm taking it i'm t- yeah. <laughs> let me let me take your yeah. Yeah. take your wings and he, he hops in the pilot seat and he goes after her yeah but then gray said oh yeah everything everything changed oh, when we graduated point. yeah 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 uh and in the meantime still when we're in present day miss argent uh mm-hmm. the inspector's helper yeah. says he, she's on the phone while he's running out of gas mm-hmm. and she says carmen san diego is a thief who steals from thieves so they find a site where carmen is putting the things that she's stealing right and it's she's putting them back kind of where they belong or putting them in the, the hands of the inspector exactly in the hands of um, interpol so right the whole point is that she steals and yeah. they go to the location that she's stealing at right and she leaves the item yeah there yeah um for them to to reclaim and, right. and put put in a museum where it belongs which is where she's what her whole mission is about right um so yeah so gray gray describes to her uh, everything changed when we when we graduated, which yeah. obviously Black Sheep didn't. Yeah, uh, and that's when he goes on to explain what Vile's true name is, which I think yeah. you were you were getting at. Yeah, I, I forgot about that little uh, interlude portion there, yeah. but it, it stands for Villains International League of Evil. Stupid, stupid name. <laughs> Vile also the letters in evil. Yes, if yes. You, I mean Vile is just a bad word. So yes. I, I think we knew from the get go that. It's probably pretty bad. I mean, I I sort of bought into the to the original name. I was like, okay, I guess that yeah. makes sense. They're just like thieves, and they're just bad thieves. Right. But no, they need to have a name about the things that they're going to steal. Yeah, to cover up the name of yeah, they're actually just straight up pretty bad rough guys. Cover up, I think. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, so so they're just like everybody that graduates from Vile is straight up evil yeah. doers, and right. she's like, no, yeah, yeah, you're bad people, right? So, but I think they get her back to Vile on Vile Island. Right, back, they, this is back in time. Yes, but uh, once again, a flashback. Mm-hmm. And um, so they try to make her become a thief again and try and kind of get her back to being, they still think she has potential to be right. a thief in the future. Obviously. Uh, and I mean, some of the professors Vile. legitimately care about her. Yeah. Yeah. In the sense that, like, they know how, how good them. she is. Right, and they know she's she's talented. She would be an asset to them. Exactly. Um, so <clears throat> I think it's this point where up until this point in the flashback, even mm-hmm. she was in contact with player that the guy mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier, who's, who's on the phone with her a lot. Right. And it's at this point where they take her phone. The true. They, so they realize, no cause they were never allowed to have phones at all, but she, she had hit it before. Right. I guess she was, they were probably, her roommates probably tipped her off because they, they, Maybe. they must've, they must've known that, oh, she had it, some sort of a communication device. Right. Um, so yeah, they, they seize that, break that. Yeah. That's no good. Yep. Or, or no, they don't, they don't break break it. They just put it in like the, the headmaster's office or whatever. A locked drawer. Yeah. A locked, straight up locked drawer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just like regular school. Right. And, uh. So and, uh, yeah. is it this point when Miss Booker comes back into? Yeah, this is play? where uh, this is where Cookie Booker comes Cookie back Booker. on another rainy day. This is <laughs> this is um, like a premeditated day of escape. This is when Black Sheep was like, 
I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to get off the island. I'm going to steal the boat that comes with the woman, Miss Booker, Cookie Booker. Yes. Uh, the, the woman who cooks the books. Who cooks the books. Uh, <laughs> comes on her her uh, speedboat. And she's yeah. like, I have an exit now if I can get to this yeah. boat, basically. And it's one chance in a year. Because yeah, that's one, all Cookie Booker I got one shot. In. If she had one shot, would she take it? And one she opportunity. Does. Yeah, let's, Eminem's here. <laughs> uh, he's 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 in warming flesh, up. He's warming flesh. up. Uh, she. So, how does she? How does she go with the plan? What's like her? She needs to get her phone back. So I I forget how she gets the phone back. Um, so she she like. I think she just gets it out of the drawer, kind of. Well, okay. So once once she realizes that it's the day, we there's like this little scene where she's sort of like. Uh, I have to leave everything behind. I can only take like her suit that they gave her. Oh, yeah. uh, she's like, I got to pack light. I can't take anything with her. Yeah. And she sort of comes to the realization, like I can't take my Russian nesting dolls, right. which are my literally, literally my only thing, only my possession. only possession. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she leaves those and then she's sort of like sneaking around the hallways and then she comes in and she gets caught yes. by, by mind bomb. <laughs> but mind bomb is just, dumb yeah. <laughs> and uh and um he's miming something about picking roses is that oh he was like gonna smell he was just smelling the roses because yeah, because yeah, yeah. she oh. was like oh what are you doing in the hallways right, right. and he's like oh i was just stopping to smell the roses yeah. and she's like okay you're a literal mime right right puts him in the closet right she she stuffs him in like a janitor's closet and this is, but this is after she gets her phone back because is this remember, after she gets the phone yeah, back? Yeah, because okay. Let's so this is so I forget how she gets the. Phone let's back. just I I'm pretty sure to get the phone back she just goes into the headmaster's office. She yeah. climbs up into the air ducts because yeah. she hears them coming back. Right, they're like coming to to see what's going on because they yeah. hear her around. Yeah, uh, she's in the air ducts. She sees them talking to Miss Booker, yeah. who leaves the hard drive in in the like we see we see what the hard drive looks like it looks kind of looks like a little purse yeah and they like leave it on the desk and she's like oh that's the that's that the bad data well we learned that like cookie booker cookies booker's job is to like give them tampered or tampered data or something that they can use to to cook companies books yeah to like spur on evil capitalism yeah um but they end up walking out of the room again and black sheep comes down out of the out of the air ducts and picks the lock because she knows how to pick a lock yeah gets a simple lock gets her phone back out of the thing yeah and she's she's like oh i'm gonna swipe the the hard drive too yeah but then they come back in again um hold on wait i I don't think i think because she had her phone in the air duct too Okay, so so are we talking... saying are we saying that she gets her she gets her phone, goes up in the air duct because she hears them coming. Yeah, sees them drop off the hard drive, and she's like talking to player, and she's like, "This is my chance." Oh I'm yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah, okay. And and also she had it with Mind Bomb because he's like, "This is the most one sided conversation." Ever. Oh that, my god, you're say. right, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, because player I don't like remember how she gets player that, doesn't though. hear Mind Bomb talking because he's a freaking mime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so she's got her phone back. The correct order is she gets her phone. Yeah. She sees the hard drive. She talks about the hard drive, figures yeah. out what what she's doing. Right. And then she wants to get the hard drive so so that they don't have the bad data. Yeah. Ends up not being able to get it because they come back and take it yeah. because Cookie Booker's going to go to like their supercomputer 
and put the data in. Yeah. So she, she ends up going in the puts, hallway. She hangs up her clothes because it was raining. That True. Day. Cookie Cookie does. Cookie Booker hangs up her clothes to dry them because it was raining that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes up into the elevator to go up to the second floor. Cookie does. Cookie Booker right. goes up to the elevator to get to the second floor where the supercomputer is. But this was the import. This is a very very important scene when she was. Uh, caught by Mind Bomb, and she ends up putting him in the janitor's closet. Right. Uh, she slams the door behind her, and you see you, the camera stays on Mind Bomb, and he's like, "Oh, here's a like a a little toolkit, toolkit yeah. with screwdrivers and junk in it." And he's gonna try and pick and he's the gonna lock. try to pick the lock. And she comes back, and she's like, "Give me those, yeah. <laughs> give me, yeah. give me those tools." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, damn, I'm a mime. I can't, I can't do anything in this situation." <laughs> can't say anything. Uh, so yeah, he he gives her. Gives her the tools. Yep. Or, well, he doesn't give it to her. She takes the tools. Yeah, takes and now she has them. And to us, they kind of look in similar size and shape to the uh, the hard drive that yeah. Miss Booker had. Yep. So she's getting in the elevator. And then what does uh, Black Sheep do to so stop her? I believe she the, the elevator door was closing. And to stop right. it from closing, she actually threw the toolkit from down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And it slid and perfectly stopped to, <laughs> yep. to block the door. Mm-hmm. Um, the door closes on the toolkit and reopens. And right. Miss Booker recognizes Black Sheep from her mischievous days of throwing the right, tomatoes right, on right. her. Um, so they get into a little conversation, mm-hmm. and, and Black Sheep is trying to say, I've grown up, or I believe Miss Booker actually is the first one to say, oh, you've grown. <clears throat> right. And, uh, yeah, then Black Sheep says, oh, I wanted to apologize for those, those right. days I was a young kid, you know, I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of... I believe they go to shake hands. Right. And well, she, and she tells her like, oh, I, I'm, you know, to, in order to like make it cool that she's in the elevator with her, Black right. Sheep tells her like, oh, I work in IT now. Yeah. Like I'm just yeah. a computer guy. Just I gotta out. go, gotta go up to the supercomputer with you to, yeah. to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. And yeah, they go and shake hands yeah. and they sort of bump the two, the hard drive and the toolkit together yeah. and they yeah. both drop them. Yeah. And that's when the classic uh, bait and switch. If yep. if you paid attention in the previous episode, yeah. you realize that like Black Sheep's got it now. Yeah, she's got the got the data. Yep. Um, and then what? It, Cookie gets out of the elevator. It follows Miss Booker mm-hmm. up to the supercomputer, and she goes to put the hard drive in, which yep. what she thinks is the hard drive. Yep. And it's actually the toolkit, and of course, it doesn't fit into uh-huh. the hard drive slot. Um, and that's when I believe she calls security or Yeah, that's when it's like everybody's tipped off. She's yeah. like somebody took the thing yeah. and then all the professors are like just by this black sheep. <laughs> like yeah, she, yeah. she she's up to no good. <laughs> she did it. <laughs> but now now black sheep has to actually make her escape. Yeah. So So there's code red throughout the building and she's right. kinda locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the scene where she goes down to the fire, not the fire escape, the, uh, the she goes at the, uh, the sewer system, sewer system. she goes the, the same way she snuck out before yes. she goes down, rattles the cage yeah. to try to, to knock it off again. And she sees, and the, the camera zooms in on like these new bolts that they, right. they put in <laughs> and she's like, Oh, I'm yeah. trapped. Yep. Like I can't get out. Yep. And she has to be a little quick on her feet. Yeah. So what does she do? So that's when she is roaming the halls and she stops behind one wall and hears a conversation between a professor and Miss Booker. Mm-hmm. And Miss Booker's saying, okay, that's not my problem anymore. Like, the, the, right. your, your kid's on the loose kind of thing. 
um, it's your job to stop her. So right. she you says, can go I, find I, I want to leave. You can go find the hard drive. I'm, yeah. I'm getting getting the heck out of Ms. here. Ms. Booker said, I did my job. I delivered the hard drive. Right. It's, it's your responsibility now. So she wants to leave. Mm-hmm. And the professor says, whatever. They don't want it. They don't want anything more to do right. with Ms. Booker. So they say, you're free to go. So yeah. he calls down to the cleaners. Mm-hmm. Uh, the professor calls down to the cleaners and says, let Miss Booker go. She, you know, she's free to go, but we're still on lockdown. Is this Shadow Shadow. or is it like, is it Mal, is it one? It was Maelstrom. Okay. I believe. So. But it wasn't there like a scene. There's like a, a, a scene right when they tell her, right when they tell all the professors that like something happened, like they stole the thing. Shadow is like in his room and he, (laughs) he like, it pans to him looking at like his katana and he, he whips out his sword like he's about to go kill this girl. I did not remember that. Oh, but God. yeah, that, that sounds like a shadow yeah. move, really. But yeah, they're, they're all like they're all after her now. Yeah. And she's gotta gotta be sneaky. So yeah. so yeah, Booker's out. Yeah. And they're like, Okay, you can you can go home, whatever. Right. We're gonna find her. Yeah. So what does a black sheep there from from there she goes back into the uh back into the the headmaster's office or, or whatever. To... Yeah. She goes to where Miss Booker hung up her jacket and hat, which mm-hmm. they zoom to the jacket and hat, and it's a red jacket and Oh, hat. yeah. All right. There it is. <laughs> the so trademark. that's a big reveal. Uh-huh. Uh, the Carmen is, Sandiego wear. That is the, the Carmen Sandiego look. So she mm-hmm. takes the jacket and hat and puts them on. Right. And walks toward the front of the building. She's going to play it off like she's Cookie Booker. Just Miss Booker leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cleaners were aware of this, and they were ready to let Miss Booker go. Right. And so she's black sheep, dressed as Miss Booker, is kind of sneaking past. And there's a funny, what, what do the cleaners say? They're like, Miss Booker. Yeah. And uh, black sheep doesn't say anything. Black right? sheep, or she said, she like heard Cookie say something earlier in like her french accent or something and like do like a finger snap or something like she 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 noticed this like giveaway yeah um this thing that she does all the time i I forget what the exact line is yeah but they like stop her and black sheep's like you know crap i can't i can't talk like her i don't sound like her i just kind of look like her yep um so she does this thing says this line in kind of imitating her accent yeah and they're like have a uh we'll see you next year yeah yeah. (laughs) we'll we'll see you later (laughs) have a good one uh and they open up the door for her and uh black sheep's like okay i got out door closes and she's like okay let's go yeah (laughs) she she, she books it it. not no pun intended no yeah no no pun intended (laughs) and then uh everybody's like Oh, she's going. She, she's making a break for the boat. I think this is when Shadow. Comes, yeah, Shadow comes, comes out running, with and he's like, "I got my damn sword. sword. I'm gonna, gonna cut <laughs> I'm gonna this girl slice down." Slice her up like Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> and uh, she gets to the boat, and yep. the boat driver is there. Yeah, who's also a bad guy. Yeah, and he's got like a harpoon gun. Yeah, he's gonna shoot her with the harpoon. <laughs> right, but she throws the. She throws, like, this thing that they use for stilts in that one gym class montage. She just, like, throws it at him, hits him in the head, knocks him out. Yeah. Dodges the harpoon. Yep. And then she's able to commandeer the, uh, commandeer the boat. And on the way out, she was able to go to the helicopter that they had sitting there and cut the, cut some cores. Somehow. To, yeah, she had to, time to do that. Yeah, I don't know how she had time to do that. They didn't later. show us that, but, like, they said... Because because the cleaners, I guess, were going to 
try to chase her in well, the helicopter. Yeah, they they went to go in the helicopter, and they did actually show, I think, the cords cut oh, really? inside of the helicopter. Right, so, they, sh- they showed them. Yeah, and I thought they made a comment, something like... Yeah, they were like, she had time she, to cut, Yeah, she, she thought of everything. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. She covered up her, her tracks. Right. And then she's like, yo, Shadow... Peace. Yeah, and, and she <laughs> she backs she backs the uh, the boat out. Yeah, turns it around, and she's like, "I'm out of here." And yeah. she she ends up getting away. Yep. And then you're like, "Dang, she she did it. She, she got off. It. She got off the island, and yeah. she's then she's able to communicate with player yep. and know exactly where she is. She's off the coast of Buenos Aires. Yeah, they, they know where ex- the exact location, or kind of can figure out where the location yeah. of the island is. Yeah, a little bit better. And this um, is the scene where I believe she's about to throw the red hat off of the boat. Right, um, right. As part of her, she's wearing this still, Miss Booker's hat and, and coat. Right, and Player, Player only knows her as Black Sheep. Yeah. He, he's like, oh, I really, I want to know your, your real name. Yeah. Like, tell me your real name. Right. And so she looks into the tag on mm-hmm. the hat and it says... It's, uh, was it Carmen... Outerwear. Yeah, it says Carmen Outerwear. No, it says Carmen Brand. Carmen Outer- Brand Outerwear. Outerwear uh, made in San made Diego. in San Diego, right? So she's she like, oh yeah, it's hmm. uh, Carmen San Diego. That's, Carmen San Diego. That's my name, and and I'm gonna hold on to this now because it's like sort of her her calling card. Yeah, um, and she says, "What about how do you feel about white hats?" Or no, just, <laughs> shit. And she says. <clears throat> And she says, how do you feel about red hats to player? Because he is the white hat hackers. Right. And there's been a white hat on her phone for kind of the GPS mm-hmm. location. But um, up, up to this point. But then she says, how do you feel about red hats? And uh, it's like, oh, now red hat and white hat. Yep. Pretty cool. Unite. <laughs> they're the, they're the, the, the bros now that this is their, this is their, their duo of right. good thievery. They're yep. going to, they're going to go around to other vile hideouts and essentially steal what vile has already stolen and, yep. and give it back. Yeah. And then once she's off the island, we go back to the present, present day uh, and it's still gray and her talking on the train, like the train's about to pull up in Paris yeah. um, where she's going to where there, where she was planning on getting off and Gray's yeah. like, all right, got to kill you now. Well, I think he made one last attempt to try and ask her to rejoin Vile. Right. Because they know how valuable she is and mm-hmm. how hurtful she is to Vile now that she's taking all of their stolen belongings and returning them. Right. Um, so he asked her to rejoin Vile, and she clearly said no. And she's like, she, I, I'm out. She, <laughs> uh, so I think she, what, breaks his... Yeah, he's crackle. like, he sets phasers to kill again, and he's yeah. gonna like, gonna take her out. Yeah. And she's like, nope. And like just straight up roundhouse kicks him in the face. In the face. So yep. that was another reference yeah, to... She's like, didn't guard didn't, the didn't face. Guard the face. <laughs> didn't. Uh, she knocks him out. Yep. Uh, puts him up, props him up in the uh, in the chair, puts the, the red coat and red hat on her. Yeah. Because by the time she gets off the train, Chase actually was able to catch up somehow in his yep. plane. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, I got Janelle. Yeah. I'm going to run on yep. the train. Yep. Yep. And he, he gets on, he gets aboard and he's like, I finally got Carmen San Diego. <laughs> and then he like opens the jacket and like, gray was gray there, and yeah. he's, he's yeah. out cold and he's yep. like, damn it. And then the, <laughs> the door's shut and he looks out the window and like Carmen's just there. Leaving him in the dust again. She's like, later. Yep. <laughs> Peace. Yep. Um, and then, is that it? Then she goes to, uh. So I think the final scene is on the boat. Yeah. She, right? she escapes. She goes to another speedboat that yeah. 
they had yeah. left aside sitting in, in Paris. And and Player, I believe, asked, okay, so you have the gem still that she was originally going for. And right. And she says, no, she took something no. way more valuable. I left that there on the at the scene. She right. took something more valuable, yep. which is where we realized that she stole the... The Russian dolls. Right. Which, which Grey actually left there as bait for her to steal, and then he right. knew that she would board this train somehow right um anyway so he left them there but she knew that he did that so she mm-hmm. took them anyway and left the gem still behind yep. so, so she ends up having everything that she lost before and she's on her way now to the next vile hideout in some location somewhere on the map yep and uh the episode ends with uh two suits in another boat yeah and they're like we've got her we, we yeah. see car we see carmen she or we see black sheep. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take her out or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Or, or not even that. They just say we're gonna we're gonna go after her. Yeah, so it's like her, her boat is getting way. followed by another boat. Yeah, and then end credits. Yep. And that was everything in uh, Netflix's uh, original uh, pilot for Carmen Sandiego. Yep. What were the um, what were the things that you liked about it? What 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 really got you? Well, I really love the soundtrack. That was one of the yeah. things. I know that's kind of a basic thing to say, but it really. Well, you're, thought, a, you're a you're a music guy. Uh, you're a, a bit of a music buff. <laughs> you, you you say you don't know you don't know like theory stuff, yeah. but you're always you always have very strong opinions yeah. about about music. I know what I like and I know what mm-hmm, I don't exactly. like. <laughs> but this, I felt like this soundtrack really helped to push the plot. I, I thought, yeah, yeah, kind good of, uh, good sound cues. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and there was like there was a lot right in the beginning where it was just the kind of mission impossible yeah, yeah stuff and good spy music i uh-huh. thought and thief music um, exactly so i i really like that um what what did you did you i i thought the animation style was fun yeah. i i i'm a sort of a cartoon buff so i i i really appreciated the the style with it um the aesthetics of a lot of the characters were fun um the the scenery was fun yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of good colors a lot of um interesting character designs and stuff like that i, I was i was pretty into um i like the whole code name thing i yeah. like seeing everybody get like their cool tech and stuff like yeah. that that's yeah. those are always my favorite part of james bond when right. they like show off the, the gadgets and i like that everybody has their own gadget except for black sheep who's just like yeah i'm just good (laughs) i I don't need i don't need anything uh maybe the russian dolls are a thing who knows Uh, yeah i mean some of the dialogue was was fun too i actually had a a couple couple laughs in there that i wasn't really expecting going in because this you know for all intents and purposes this is a kid show Mm -hmm. it's a y7 show it's it's not it's not any you know not aggressive in language or, or anything it's just straight up for kids to to learn something, yeah. some sort of value, mm-hmm. and uh, it had enough for me as a as a twenty three year old to be like, yeah, this is this is pretty <laughs> yeah, good. It was well, it was it was pretty well written. It's enjoyable um, for sure. Yeah, but I really like the pace of it too. It's, there was it's really good pacing too. Pace, um, mm-hmm. And you don't you don't get bored with it at all. And even even going from part one to part two, it's it just stops and starts with part one and part two. It's True. not like a, well, we got to back up and rehash something else. It's they stop it and get right back to the action with part two. True. Um, and I, I love that they started with action too. It starts with a chase scene. Yeah, that, that's, that's car, true. They, they so throw you right in media res. Yep. Yep. Um, what, uh, was there anything that you were like 
bugged by or you didn't really like? I, I thought you said it pretty well. The comedy is is kind of it's funny, but it's yeah. not in your face. Um, yeah. It's there's a couple witty lines that mm-hmm. that you you get laughing at, but I thought Mime Bomb was. Maybe a little much. Oh my god, my boy. That's fine. That's fine. Wrecked I mean, his day. he was, yeah, he was just like. It's just weird. It there's is... only so many jokes you can make about a mime. Yeah. He's always doing the invisible box thing. Yep. You're just like, okay, I've seen the invisible yeah, box. I get exactly. it. I get it. You're a mime. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Yeah. It's just um, a little out of place. A little, little out of place. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on top, like, to hark back to the the point, yes, it was well written, but again, sometimes kids' show writing can be like a little too um, narrowed or like or, yeah, yeah yeah over explained exactly. Yeah. So because yeah. they because they need the their audience, their presumed audience, which is younger yeah. kids, to like really get the point. Yeah, and this is where sometimes it's not designed obviously for older people. Yeah. You know, a point can be belabored over and over yeah. again, and we're like, okay, we understand what you're what you're getting at. Right. But I always think when I'm watching cartoons now these days, I always sort of appreciate like the writing that was in there meant for adults. Yeah, they know that like there's probably an adult watching this with their kid. Right. Um, for any reason, if they just want to like show, either the kid wants to show it off or they want to make sure that like it's cool for the kid to watch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they have to sort of write it in a way that like it appeals to uh, older audiences yeah. and not just to kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, again, sometimes the sometimes the writing is a little bit too on the nose. Yeah. Um, which can sort of stick things up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, but I didn't think it was too mm, too over-explained or no. too childish. I, I didn't feel like they were pushing anything too hard. I'd, right. And there was a couple things in there, I thought, for older humor, too. So I thought, Yeah, that's I, true. I thought that was pretty well balanced uh, mm-hmm. between the two. Um, but another thing I liked is that they kept... There was themes that kept repeating. So they'd introduce something and then followed up later i mean true some of the stuff like the bait and switch yeah references references back to well back but to old thing. you saw saw them come in a couple times they yeah. kind of overdid that one especially but um i thought it was still pretty well done and they you know put guarding your face kept coming up yeah that's true and that's true the sewage system the way she escaped and mm-hmm. things like that kept repeating and i thought that was kind of cool yeah she learned something and then applied it so. definitely a lot more to like than than dislike yeah which is... unfortunately you asked me about dislikes and i can only say things I <laughs> that's <like>. okay <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that yeah but uh yeah i think altogether it was a uh, pretty strong showing and a, a, and a good uh netflix original pilot uh we're gonna figure out what we think might happen next and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll introduce that in our next segment yeah So now's the part of the podcast where uh, Jansen and I are going to talk about the things that we think might happen later in the series. Now, this is a, a new show to Netflix, so there's really only one season right now. And keep in mind that we have not watched anything else, but we're going to uh, hypothesize about things that were going to happen next. So immediately after this episode, what's like the first thing? Do, do you think that those suits, do you think they're vile? I don't. Neither do I. I don't. <laughs> I, and and when I was doing this with Sean, Sean was thinking like, "Oh, they're probably vile guys." I think they're. I think they're another police. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're police or another 
maybe rival organization another oh really yeah i don't know i never thought about that that's that's kind of my thought um i was thinking they were the straight up fbi or like the cia okay so like they were gonna get they were gonna mix in the french police interpol right and then the american police and it was just gonna be like all sorts of these nations police chasing after this one person even though she's like a good good guy yeah i didn't think of that actually that would that'd be kind of interesting (laughs) that would be neat that would be neat she's a a good thief and they have all these she has all this attention from the police mm-hmm. um i didn't think about it would that, be like but... a global politics of p- right. policing <laughs> right international right. police yeah um okay so you don't think you don't think they're vile i also don't don't think they're they vile don't look weird enough yeah no I, I i i agree this is a podcast but the, the they didn't char- have like any say the characters looked kind of weird the they're just straight they looked... up yeah right they they were eccentric they yeah. all had like their designs were over the top right. and they had like suits on right. and like things that were about their code names and stuff like that suits not not suits like your yeah not like yeah not like suit and tie like a body suit like a body suit right yeah, right yeah okay so that was that was my first thought like these people definitely are are vile they do look cia yeah now that you mention that i didn't i didn't think of that before but that's a good it's will it's just it's will smith yeah <laughs> will, he, it's he's got the cricket gun the and he's he's about cast. to about to take around <laughs> um yeah so do, do you do you have any more like ideas about how the the next episode might unfold like do you think she, they're just gonna track her down or She's. I feel like she can just get away from anybody. I don't think there's yeah. anybody smart enough to, to catch her. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm sure at some point she'll get caught a couple more times and escape a couple more times throughout the, the series. But um, right. I think in the meantime, they're kind of player and her kind of got away from Vile, and I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what she'll do after this. But um, well, they did say that they did say you're like straight up just going to go to. The They're going hideout. to the next vile hideout, right? But, um, but she at least escaped from being captive, I guess, by vile. Exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah, she's she's on the hunt for more vile. I mean, I'm sure next episode we'll see more of the characters, uh, Gray and Tigress, and yeah, the other sort of new graduate vile thieves. What do you think? Like their, do you think their character dynamics are going to be like? I, I was sort of wondering what, like, her relationship with the others are going to be. Because, like, Anto- the guy Antonio, like, he doesn't see... He's, like, not really hostile to her. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I'm, like, doing my job. Right. And, like, John paul is just, like, doing his job. But we know that Tigress is, like, straight up her adversary. So right. I'm sure they're going to butt heads. Um, and maybe she's the one that's going to go after her more yeah. now that Gray's sort of been taken out i mean gray's gonna come back you right. would have to guess right but you think they're just gonna be constantly chasing her like everybody else is constantly chasing her i think so yeah, yeah. uh i i think definitely i i'm curious to see what happens with gray um because i know he's now in present times evil um but i think i think he's one that might waver and oh you think I, you're like I, uh, like a face turn like back to the yeah, good side yeah like hmm. he might eventually come back to to Carmen's side i don't know help if her be out next episode something but yeah i mean i think yeah maybe he might be an inside man kind of thing and right and helping her out right. with finding more vile locations while still putting up the facade with them that he's uh-huh. you know this master thief for them um, yeah no that's so. that's a that's a, a neat little thought yeah um i was wondering do you think do you think she ever meets player 
Um, do you think she like goes to his house? They're gonna have a cliche scene, running in the flowers and hugging each other. <laughs> no, no, he, he can't leave his room. He's <laughs> oh, that's true. A, he's a thirteen-year-old boy. He's got to be on the computer all day. That's true. That's uh, true. I and this is this is a point that we never said in the in the episode summary, but like player tells her he he straight up lives in Canada. Yeah, like he's just in Canada. Right. So I imagine like there's probably a hideout in Canada. Yeah. And, like, player could get involved if that's the case. Could be part of Vile. Maybe no. this is a bigger plot. Oh, my God. Player's a real... He's a real player. <laughs> he's a real player. I don't actually believe that. But, no, he's... He... But will he meet her? Um, I don't know. What do you think? You think he will? You think, uh, like, his mom... Like, player's <laughs> mom... She's gonna knock on the... Or, Black Sheep's gonna knock on the door, and player's mom gonna be gonna be like, Oh, uh... Yeah, my son, he's up in his room. Uh, I, I was gonna bring him some Totinos, <laughs> pizza rolls. Uh, you can he's just, playing you can Fortnite. just. He's, he's, play, he's playing Fortnite. He just won't stop doing the dances. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm falling. He needs to apart. meet a real woman and go on a date. Uh, no, I, 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 I really want them to meet. I just, I don't think it'll be. I kind of hope they don't. Yeah, it's probably better. It's probably better for their dynamic if they don't meet because, like, she has no clue what he looks like and he has no clue what she'd look like, even though she's, like, doing all the legwork and he's just, just hacking. Yeah. I think it's more exciting with him kind of on the outside looking in and just just being her alone. Because I, I wouldn't want to see him get involved and, like, then he can try to become this thief. Oh, God, no. No way. I hope they don't go down that road. No, you know that, you know that kid is skipping gym class. <laughs> he has he's, negative arm muscles. Any like, <laughs> arm muscles. <laughs> um, that's funny. I, I'm actually, like, looking back through my old notes here. Um, and you made the point about Grey being the spy in Vile. I thought the same thing, that there was a spy in Vile. But I think it's my dude. I think it's my dude mind bomb. Oh, I think he's the double agent. <laughs> wow. And he'd be per- he'd be perfect because he's a mime. No one would expect <laughs> no one would expect the mime. Nobody expects anything because they don't know what he's saying. Exactly. Uh, I want to know what he's up to. What do you think? What do you think he's gonna get into? Do you think he's just gonna <sighs> yeah. be like constantly goofing? Like he's gonna go after her and just like trip and fall on a banana peel <laughs> like I, taken out i hope not i hope we see less of mind bomb honestly i know he was your boy but okay i get it i get it <laughs> he but... was uh i don't know what he'll do he i hope that they're making him look silly and then he really is actually kind of a skilled he's person. like straight up yeah, good like, yeah I, i'm like into I'm that hoping for that but i'm not i'm not sure what's gonna happen with that with that route <laughs> that's fair that's fair well uh do you have I, any... I do have one final thought yeah. about... I First of all, if, if I didn't say this under the likes, uh, I loved Inspector Devino. Chase Chase Devino was his name. Yeah. I thought he was a really funny character. Yeah, he was and... he was he was pretty good. Yeah. I and I like I like the idea that his name is Chase and that's like yes. literally his his character's his job. job. <laughs> um he's never catching her. No. No. Nope. <laughs> he's but... always chasing her, but he, he'll never catch her. But I think in future episodes, I'd like to see more of his assistant, and you caught her first name? Julia. Julia yeah. Argent. Argent. Yeah. Um, she's like, I feel uh, like she might have a bigger portion. In she's pretty, show. yeah, well, she's, because she's introduced to us as, like, a new recruit to yeah. Interpol. She's, like, a yeah. recent hire, yeah. um, and she's sort of, like, a... Treated like an intern. Almost. Yeah, like, like a, she's, like, but she's doing, like, data and analytics stuff, yeah. and, like... 
obviously reporting back to Chase, who's yeah. her higher yeah. up, and like other people in Interpol. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she is she's a pretty cool and and really intelligent character. Yeah. Like she obviously puts two and two together that like Carmen's not really the bad guy here, yeah. which makes me wonder like maybe honestly she, Carmen could work with Interpol, right? Like I I. Team up with. I like, I can't really remember. I've only maybe watched 10 minutes of, like, the old Carmen cartoon. Yeah. But I thought I remember her her being, like, a thief for Interpol or something. Maybe not. Okay. But then, but, like, if she was, then that sort of takes out the whole fun of Chase's character. Right. Like, we don't want them to, to meet Team eye up. to eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe someday, if there's, like, a big, really important job, right. then they need to come across their differences even right. though like Carmen is just doing her thing yep. um, yeah that, I, I agree I would like to see more of uh, of Julia because I think she's a she's a cool character yeah for sure but uh, that's all I have that's I, there's there's a lot to to chew on in this universe believe it or not granted I think that a lot of the episodes will probably have the same similar formula mm-hmm. like break in take thing goofs with yeah. Chase and then, oh, we found it. Right. Under the pillow. Right. <laughs> under the yeah. pillow at the couch. Yeah. Um, but who knows? That, I, the way the first episode was written, I think they could do a lot of things. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I think uh, there were probably more likes than dislikes. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's everything we think that might happen uh, later on in the show. So for our final segment, uh, we will rate our show that we just watched on our two-point scale of crash landing or clear for takeoff. If a show is crash landing, then we at the Pilot's Guide don't believe that the show will uh, reach its full potential. It won't get either the support by its service to, uh, to tell the story as it wants to, and it'll have to be forced to be cut off It'll be canceled before it, 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 it even begins, basically. Or we think it's clear for takeoff, and that basically, uh, from what we saw in the first episode, uh, can we tell that, yeah, the show is really good and something uh, that they'll be able to tell the, the whole story of over however many seasons it might take. Um, I sort of have a guess <laughs> what you're going to say, and... I think I know what I'm going to say, but which do you think of the two? I think I'm going to say clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff! <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty clear from my my mm-hmm. likes and lack of dislikes, I guess, that I thought this was going to be clear for takeoff. But uh, but I'm pretty sure this one's clear for takeoff. Um, at least from my perspective, I think it kind of appeals to all audiences, mm-hmm. as we said. Uh, yep. I thought it was really high-paced and, and action-y and... Um, that's a word uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> we get it this podcast it is in this podcast <laughs> um but yeah I, I think it's clear for takeoff i think it'll go however long it, it yeah. wants to go i hope they don't overdo it with mm. the mm-hmm. kind of same storyline as you said so so hopefully they do a couple seasons and come to a conclusion mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what i'm hoping for so. yeah i i feel the same way i think it's clear for takeoff and i think it it aids it in the sense that this isn't a live action show. I think when when you make a show live action, the the producers almost feel more obligated to stretch it out longer and make as many seasons as they can. Whereas with cartoons, 
Um, I think honestly they could they could either follow the path of Carmen's just all over the world all the time, and there's just she's always get outrunning everybody and stealing things and getting them back to where they belong. Yeah. But the way after seeing this first episode, I don't think it's going to go that way. I think it'll be like a two or three season situation where they're going to, we're going to figure out like what the overarching plot is probably pretty soon in the show. And I don't think they're going to need that long to, to tell the story. And I think it, it being a cartoon almost aids it in that way because they don't have to adhere to any real world rules. She can just go all over the place really quick and take everything out. Yeah. Um, and considering how much we liked it i think there there was a lot of benefit in just how good the production was yeah. of the show that it yeah. should probably be fine yeah um do you have any any more points about how you think the series as a whole may go like do you you think you think only a few seasons also i i do think so and i i like i'm kind of alluding to i don't i hope they don't go the route of there's a show called flash or the flash yeah netflix where it's the same formula every single show Mm -hmm. and i got bored very quickly with that one um was it the the live action one yeah yeah yeah. so he kind of beat the bad guy as a villain a new villain and they the scientists figure out how to beat him and then he goes and beats them and yeah it's, see he just has speed and that's all he does exactly so it's, yeah it's i would hope i would hope that they're like just sort of stick to whatever the canon of the story is and not need to like fill it with meaningless episodes right. that are like just goofs yeah. that don't really tie in yeah. one of the things that we didn't really we weren't able to see in this first episode was like we don't really know what the main plot will be yeah because we know that the bad guys we know the bad guys end goal is to like catch her yeah but for her is it just to knock out every vile head hideout could that be like the conclusion like she's got to go back to vile where they steal where they've they've stolen something and she's got to basically end them yeah um maybe she's got to blow up the island yeah (laughs) she got to kill uh meaningless kill all sorts of bad people yeah um but that's her parents, sort you know, or her adopted parents. Yeah, are, right. Are the I main professors and main main people in Viles. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's like I think, like I said, they'll they'll probably get to whatever they want the, the story to be every week yeah. in a, in quick order. Yeah, and then we'll know, like, okay, this is we'll be able to figure out like how how much time realistically do we do we need her yeah. to do that. Um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, sorry. Yeah, go, go. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's one more point I was going to make where mm-hmm. I, I think there's a potential for, for gray. Like I was kind of saying earlier, I just remember this quote from the, from the one scene. Um, he says, Oh, uh, are we going to be on the same team again or something like that? Mm-hmm. And Carmen <laughs> says, Oh, I thought it'd be my team. So, Ooh. so I don't know if that's alluding to maybe her having a couple sidekicks. Oh, like she's got to make a band together. Team, and that's fair. They might take on Vile. Um, mm. That's a good point. So I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, may, and maybe that that is the end goal, like yeah. being able to overtake them and just right. sort of put them behind bars. That could that could be what she yeah what she wants to do, and yeah. that'll come with all sorts of baggage because they were the people that like literally right. raised her. Yep, but. Yeah, I, I 
again, I, I, we're both in agreement here. It's a good show, and we don't think it's going to take too much for them to be able to to tell it as it is. Yeah. Let's just hope Netflix doesn't go under before uh, before they finish. <laughs> but that's yes. on you, Netflix. That's yeah. on you. <laughs> So that will do it for our uh, special guest episode watching Netflix's uh, Carmen Sandiego. Jansen, did you have a uh, good time here? I had a blast. Yeah, Thanks it was it me. was it was nice. It was it was it was fun. Uh, we were we were just sort of trying something different today. Uh, we're not going to really introduce what we're going to watch next because this again is sort of like a a special episode. Um, it. it it was again going to be our third. It was supposed to be our third. Uh, and it's going to end up being somewhere in the fifth or sixth upload. I don't know. But um, again, uh, we at the Pilot's Guide would like to thank uh, our listeners. We, I really, I, for one, really appreciate um, everybody that's willing to, to listen to the show that's listened so far. Uh, hopefully by now you're listening on iTunes. Uh, the show is also on Google Play, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, well, this this won't be on SoundCloud. Yeah, for for those listening to this, um, no future uploads will be put onto SoundCloud. We'll just be going forward with um, exclusively using podcast apps. So again, there's Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Podbean, and it should be realistically anywhere that you can find podcasts. But uh, you can send us an email at uh, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com and uh, if you're wondering why is my po- why is the podcast not on this platform I can make it so um, you can follow us on Twitter at pilotsguidepod uh, and Sh- Sean and I have our uh, ha- uh, our handles in the description for the show uh, we would really appreciate it if you would uh, retweet us give us some likes give us uh, some follows on on twitter just so we can start uh building up our following it it takes a village it really does to get a show off the ground and into the air um so like like i said um and you can you can help us out even more uh if you're listening on itunes please just uh give us a a five-star review it really goes a long way to uh get the show to more audiences because we'll be right there on the, uh, the listings of new podcasts, uh, and the more, uh, comments and reviews that we get outright will really just benefit us in, in growing as quick as possible. Um, that goes for everything that I need to say again. Uh, thank you to Andrew and Angelo, our, uh, sound producers and to my sister, Emily for our art Jansen, is there anything that uh, that you want to plug? No, I'm no, no. <laughs> he, he, he does not need to plug. PK He's Subban. Uh, PK Subban. <laughs> go, go, Preds. Hopefully, they're not eliminated by the time we're listening to it. They might be eliminated. Very well. It's very uh, likely. It's 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 getting a little rough uh, for those those Nashville Preds. But um, okay, if, yeah, if you if you don't have any anything else, you don't, you don't have any any closing thoughts. No. no. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully done. we can get you on for another podcast I would enjoy someday. That. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Sean, don't hate me. Uh, nah, you have your rightful spot. He, he, he is the rightful, <laughs> rightful heir to the throne. <laughs> Shawnee boy. Uh, yeah. So again, it, it's just great. We're going to be trying to mix in guests, um, with some frequency now. Uh, it, it it's just going to 
freshen up the show, give give new life, new voices. Uh, we want to share as many I- opinions and ideas as um, as we can. And those may be uh, three-person podcasts, Sean and I with a guest, uh, maybe just me and a guest, or Sean with a guest. Who knows? It'll be, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a blast. And we're just trying to make this into whatever we can. So um, until next week, uh, this has been Pilot's Guide uh, signing off. You may uh, feel free to... Oh, the plane's coming in. It's coming in for a landing. Uh, it's a little bit of a bumpy ride. Uh, and we, we landed safely. You may uh, you may unbuckle your seatbelts and feel free to roam about the cabin. This has been John and... Uh, Jansen. And Jansen. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye now. <laughs>